I just bought 23 pairs of dinosaur flannel pajama pants today. And I'm Andrew, and I'm allergic to my artificial Christmas tree. And And you're you're watching... Okay, and we're we're here. We're here. Hi, Amanda. Hey, Andrew. How are you? Just peachy. Like the fruit. What what other kind of peaches there? I don't know. I have no idea. Georgia's the peach tree state, so Georgia E. Georgia E. Okay. Georgie. One of and you'll you'll have to catch me on this. You'll have to you'll have to call me out. One of my goals as in doing this is to not try to be funny. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Not just say things to try to, to like not to, to be funny. Yeah, not to be unfunny, but yeah. not to. I don't know. I don't know exactly how to explain. I that. know exactly what you're talking okay. about because, like, doing improv in college, it was always like, the point is not to be like funny. The point is to be supportive of each other, and then your collective work as improvisers will be funnier than you being like, "Let me do this bit now right. and exactly. make everybody laugh." Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. How's how's your life going, Amanda? My life's not too bad. It's uh it's really cold outside, which makes me happy. It's cold. For yeah, Florida. we are. Yeah, we are in an undisclosed location in Central Florida. For anyone listening that doesn't know us, all of our future fans. Mm. Uh, and it's yeah, it's like the first week this year that it's been cooling down. But like I was saying earlier, I'm giving my air conditioner a break finally. It feels like Ohio outside. I'm from yeah. an undisclosed location in Southwest Ohio yeah. originally, and it feels like that outside. Yeah. I'm from an undisclosed location near Chicago, mm-hmm. so like right right on the lake, we got all those big snows, big colds. Big, 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 big colds. colds. Achoo! <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. All right. So what is this podcast? This is the- Amanda. Ed- yes. Tell me, what is this podcast? This, this podcast- is an exploration of adventure into the human psyche and emotional journey as one progresses through the levels of adolescence and the movies that travel with that adolescent along the way also known as disney channel original oh okay good you got okay i got you now see we we got there i prepared questions for a disney channel original movie so perfect i was was getting a little scared no when you got in there yeah this is a podcast called and you're watching which is a little confusing because you're not watching anything not watching anything just listening that's also the brilliance of it though yeah it's meta Mm -hmm. just as meta as high school musical the Mm. musical the series series. which Which really Oh, do you think so? I like it a lot. Ooh, I think it's hot garbage. But I also am obsessed with it. It's one of those things Mm. where it's like, it's terrible, but I can't stop Mm. watching. I think it also is a little different for me because I come at it as a drama teacher. Oh, I have have a friend who texted me after she watched it and she was so angry because she, she... 
her degrees are in theater and physics. And so she loves the fusion of art and science. Right. And so the fact that the STEM teacher is the bad guy. Oh, yeah. Makes her really upset. And so she was, she also feels that it is yeah. hot garbage. I find it to be a fusion of Glee and The Office that sure. is a delightful uh, fusion. Yeah. Yeah. Can't think of another I one. have I have a lot of... I don't. I don't want to get too deep into it because that's yeah. a whole different ballgame. That's for another episode. That's for another episode. That's for another, for another episode. episode. Okay, but that leads us to kind of the reason that we are starting this, right? Because of Disney Plus. Disney Plus releasing finally all of the Disney Channel original mm-hmm. movies. Breaking the watch. internet, basically. Yeah, I mean, it it kind of did, right? I mean, it ten had, million subscribers yeah, in a day. Something Is like that, that something like that? Uh, what are your thoughts? so far on disney plus so my for i haven't bought it for myself yet i'm going okay. to but we sat like a, a bunch of people a bunch of my friends on monday and like scrolled through like all the pages and all of the levels and yeah. subdivisions and everything and i think i think it depends on your your overall persuasion but it do, i mean it's depending on your definition there's something for everyone like i thought what i thought was mm. cool was like the different things that people were excited about some of some people were freaking out about the christmas stuff some people were excited about the star wars stuff some like you just could tell a lot about a person by how they responded to what they were right. seeing and also when i'm hearing secondhand from people that are like eh, i don't think it's that great it's you know meh, not as good as netflix and then people's responses to their resp- like it's just i think it's really telling about the impact of disney for better or for worse yeah that's so interesting like your positive response or versus your indifference because it it's very clear how much of culture disney owns because like just the expanse that it offers right but also people's like just i'm just really interested in kind of the recoil that from people's diving in and, yeah. and scrolling through not to mention the fact that disney owns hulu um which is why that the bundle is with hulu as well Gotcha. Because that's I've at least read that the idea is anything that Disney doesn't think is appropriate for Disney Plus will go to Hulu. Okay. So Hulu is basically the Buena Vista of the streaming world. Okay. Yeah. The Adult Swim. The Adult Swim. Um, yeah, I agree though. I've definitely spent more time scrolling through yeah. things and just seeing them versus actually watching things uh-huh. which is very interesting and it's it feels like there is it feels like a finite amount of things like yeah. on netflix i feel like i can just keep scrolling and yeah. it'll never end and yeah. on disney plus like i don't know if it's just the way that the ui is set up or what but like you reach the end of a list and that's it you're done yeah i do have one major complaint about it though okay and that's at this point there's no way to keep track of what you're watching i have been seeing this on my social media that people are complaining about this and that's totally valid yeah to the point where even like i've you know over the week i've watched an episode or two of like different shows be it your Mm -hmm. even stevens Mm -hmm. be it your sweet life and then of zach and cody of course of course not on deck yeah no but yeah it you don't get to when you log back in it doesn't know any of that it's to, very stupid platform. Right. To even when very you, dumb. when I go back and search for Sweet Life and just click play, it doesn't go to like the fifth episode or wherever I was. Yeah. It goes back to the first one. Yeah. Yeah. And the, that that in particular is going to screw over the people that are falling asleep to shows mm. because, you know, you fall asleep in the middle of 
episode season two episode eight of zach and cody and then you come back and you're watching you like get halfway through the episode and you realize you did watch it or you didn't watch it and people are gonna be you know all right so the movie that we're talking about today um and we should say that we'll we'll have one part now where neither of us have watched the movie in about 10 years is that about what it is for Um, you this one oh i mean from i'm sure i haven't watched it since like a year after it would have come out okay which was probably my guess is 2007 2008 Ooh, it is 2007 that's Boom. my first question for you is what year do you think it came out and i'm gonna tell you why i know that okay which is because um at the time that this movie came out kiki palmer was kind of on her s- smallish rise to stardom yeah. and she was in uh Aquila and the bee correct which films release coincided with the season of my life when i spent all of my time studying for my very own b of spelling oh, that's this is this is true this is true um i i don't mean to make you feel intimidated andrew but i i did actually win in 2009 the association of christian schools international national spelling bee the a c s n s b that's probably not right not quite but it's okay yes indeed i did uh so i i spent all of those years in my room writing the dictionary and studying my lists and being really really uh a non-social being but when i would emerge from my cave a la Gollum, um i would uh i would be allowed to to watch such films as jump in and akila right and also other kiki palmer movies yeah were well this is not the idol this is not the akila and the bee episode Correct. but yes it, i i would like akila to see and the bee is not a disney film so there probably won't be is it a, not it is not oh i would not have guessed that i know hmm. it could have i mean it falls within that kind of inspirational category oh. that you would you might think could have been on yeah disney channel so as this is not the Aquila and the Bee episode, mm, I would not. like you to spell a word. Oh, perfect. Because it is not the Spelling Bee episode, That's correct. I must spell but, a word. But you just made me aware that there will never be an Aquila and the Bee episode as it's not a DCOM. I so. did. So we just have to like sneak it in. Yeah. Now. So we'll just do one word. We'll just do Kay. one quick one. Ready? Can you spell conscientious? I will uh, play the... The show pony here. Okay. Uh, and do it in the, the proper spelling bee style. Okay. <clears throat> I do have information for you if you need that. Uh, yes. Um, I would like... Uh, could you give me the definition, please? Uh, yes. Adjective of a person wishing... Oh, is that different than the, than <laughs> the definition? Adjective is the part of speech, oh, which well. I would act, ask you for separately. Go ahead and ask me for the part of speech. <laughs> Could I have the part of speech, Mr. Walker? Uh, yes. Of a person wishing to do what is right. <laughs> is that not the uh, part of speech? Just please continue, Mr. Walker. All right. Go ahead and spell it. <laughs> Could you please use it in a sentence? Yes. Uh, uh, the act does not provide exemption from service on the basis of personal conscientious beliefs. Could I have the language of origin, please? Yes, it comes from the French. 
Le French. Le, le Français. Le, le French. Conchinchon. <laughs> oh, oh is, are there any alternate pronunciations other than that one you just <laughs> spat at me? Not that I'm aware of, and I don't see them on the dictionary.com website, so. Thank you. Conscientious. C O N S C I E N T I O U S. That is correct. I didn't get to say the word at the end. You oh. have to you have to let is me that say how it works? it's say spell say. That oh. is the way. It's okay. That's why you are a the spelling bee champion and I am just a person that <laughs> just, looked up jump just, in facts earlier this week. That's you know. We 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 do what we can. We we right. need it takes all types. So that was a long tangent. Um, it was a very long. That tangent. was that was getting to the question of yeah how how what is your history with this movie? How familiar are you with this movie? What do you think of this movie? Yeah, not so, having seen it in about ten years or so. Sure. So that yeah. So the the whole spelling bee tangent kind of links to the season of my life that this movie was released in, and that I was passionate about it in. I remember. Um, shoot, and now my brain is kind of waffling on this, but I believe that the song It's My Turn Now was Kiki Palmer's song in this movie on the soundtrack. And it was my spelling bee pump up song. So it's it's about Kiki Palmer's... I, I think I remember the, the music video having Corbin Blue boxing because I, I remember this film being about his kind of being torn between the the two uh the two the, the two sports of jump rope and boxing and so she had this song on the album i remember i can picture the album cover very vividly of like the there's a yellow background and then corbin yep. and kiki are like mid jump um and the the it's kind of looks um like spray painted the words jump jump in um yeah that's yeah. And the the album, I believe, so the first song was Push It to the Limit by Corbin Blue. The second song was It's My Turn Now by Kiki Palmer. The third or fifth song was Jump to the Rhythm by Jordan Pruitt and the four, I know that the fourth song was Vertical by T Squad. And I just like I know there was more album, but I listened to those four songs yeah. religiously. Like that was the thing. And Jordan Pruitt, who I also loved because I also loved her music because she had sung a song for, or um, it was called Outside Looking In for Read It and Weep, which was another one of my favorite decoms. Yeah. And so it felt like worlds colliding. And so I really, I mean, as, as you can now tell, I loved the album for this movie. I feel as though potentially for, for a brief moment, it inspired me to, to get more physically active and exercise. Oh, yeah. And, you know, get get pumped up. Yeah, I would say that happened a lot to me when I would be watching a movie. And, yeah. you know, after as a kid, you're like, okay, I'm going to go and be yeah. a double Dutch champion or a boxing champion or whatever it would yeah. be. But I was, I was emotionally and spiritually inspired by Corbin's journey. <laughs> From? <laughs> to jump rope. Yes. And I remember... If I remember correctly, I think I think this is where like my brain is like I don't want to guess wrong, but like that's the point. Right, like, that's to remember the, yeah. things wrong. Um, I remember there being kind of like some some light gender issues because he was I'd the say, guy on the jump rope team. Yeah, 
and I don't remember which direction it came from if it was from the direction of like the girls didn't want to be overshadowed by this dude on the team or Mm -hmm. if it was I remember I think there was like some some toxic toxic masculinity stuff I think it's like his dad wanted him to be a boxer and for him to be jump roping was you know soiling the family name right yeah and i don't remember I mean, why he had to jump rope i feel like okay good I, I i'm glad that there are some things that you don't know yes because i prepared a number of uh questions okay. uh, a, a quiz of sorts and oh. you've uh answered most of them Perfect. already so i figured um i feel like there was something related to a scholarship or something that is my that's my guess but I, I can't remember. Yeah. Oh, so. yeah. So we should say that I, you, you have not looked at anything about this movie. Yeah, I have not. I have I, not read or watched or touched this movie. Right. I haven't even watched like the trailer or anything. So I have not watched the movie, but I have done some research. I spent a lot of time on the Wikipedia and mm. the IMDb. Padia. Padia? Wikipedia. And the, and the IMDb okay. um, to sort of refresh what the plot is, and uh, oh, I found something really interesting in the middle of this. But so, so you're, you're a veritable jump in expert. C- can can you be an expert at something that is your life? For jump in is my life. Oh, you, you oh, is it? You, you're a boxer turned. I'm a boxer. Double dutcher. Yes. The character that Corbin Blue plays is that. I'm sorry. Is it double dutcher? Is that what a thing that you would say? I think that's the guy that ran Hogwarts, right? <laughs> Double Dutcher. <laughs> Please. Okay, so you have already named the two main actors in the mm-hmm. movie. Okay. Which Great. are? Kiki Palmer. And? Corbin Blue. Correct. Do you remember either of the characters' names? Oh, heavens no. Do you want to take a shot at either of no, them? No, I really don't because okay. I'm going to be sad. Okay. Corbin Blue's character is Izzy Daniels. <sighs> It's all coming back to me now. And Kiki Palmer's character is Mary Thomas. Yeah, I was not going to get. Yeah, that's a pretty boring Izzy, name. Izzy. Izzy, Daniels. right? Mm. Uh, go ahead and take a guess at how old do you think either of those actors are at the time of the <sighs> movie coming out in 2007? So, 2007. Mm hmm. I'm going to guess that Kiki was 15. Okay. And I'm going to guess that Corbin was 17. Ooh, interesting. You're Was she older? No. No, Kiki Palmer is is younger. Kiki Palmer, by my math if this is correct, she was 14. Okay, I was close. Uh, I'll take that. Corbin, if my math was correct, was 18. Okay, I was just saying yeah, you were off. you were close. Okay. Th- that is what's interesting to me is by year 15 and 17, they have a two-year age gap. Yep. But the real 14 and 18, they actually have a four-year age gap. Hmm. Which is, I don't know. I feel like when you're that young, a four-year age gap is kind of big. Kind of a lot. Yeah. But they're supposed to be the same age in the movie. I'm right. Pre- as my, I think they're at least recall. close if they're not exactly. Right. I think a lot of times growing up, I was always really gratified when actors were my age or like yeah. close to my age because... There's this whole like mindset with casting that like usually actors are older than their character. Oh, yeah. So if somebody's supposed to be my age, I would assume that they were older. So but if they were my age, it was like really exciting. And I think somehow it seemed more like, oh, like Kiki could be my friend. She's only like a year older. Than right. Me. Um, so I feel like that was 
probably appropriately filed in my brain how old she was that she was like close to your age i don't think i tried to associate myself with with corbin at all because i he was in high school musical which felt like another whole level we'll we'll talk about all of all of the surrounding i do have two high school musical related things to talk about but they're sort of ancillary um okay so in the movie there are three sort of main double dutch teams okay that are kind of the well there are two but there are three names for these teams so i'm gonna ask you what is the name of the rival double dutch team the team that they are against do you have i have options perfect okay i was gonna i was gonna just start coming up with with random you might you might get it by alliterative animal names do you want to try it because you might get it my my guess pulling it out of the yeah. air was going to be the i mean and not actually a guess but just me making things up was going to be the the leaping leopards oh you're you're not super far off okay which maybe give it away given the choices okay. that you have but sure. the options are a soul steppers but soul is spelled s-o-l okay for some reason b dutch dragons c double trouble or D, zero gravity. Um, well, because you said that Leaping Leopards was not that far off, my my instinct is Dutch Dragons. Yeah, that's correct. What a name, Dutch what? Dragons. Dutch Dragons. I don't know what makes them dragon-like. They're the Dutch Dragons. That's another Easter egg. The American Dragon. Oh, the American Jake? Dragon. Jake? Yep, it took yep, me a second, yep, yep. but I'm there. I'm there. All right, and so then we have our, our heroes double dutch team mm-hmm. which has two names it has a name at the beginning and then once oh, izzy joins they get a new name okay so it must be female related at the beginning is my guess do you have choices for me i on do this have one? choices okay my guess is that the name change has to do with his gender but i will say it's it's hmm, it's kind of a more feminine name but not not really it's just kind okay. of a lighter name okay so right. you're your options are A, Joy Jumpers, B, Jumpin' Jaguars, C, Jumpin' Company, or D, Jumpin' Jacks. My, oh man. Say the first two again. A is Joy Jumpers, and B is Jumpin' Jaguars. I think it's B. You think it's Jumpin' guess. Jaguars? Not now that you're asking me if I think that, but. It is. It is a. It is joy jumpers. Literally, when you said that, I almost went because that just really? does not. I know it sounds so corny. Yeah. Which is why they changed it to one of the following. Oh boy. Uh, is that why? Do you know that for a fact? Because it was bad. Guessing? No, I don't no. know. Uh, a is hoppin' hawks. B is hot chili steppers. C is Foothill Force, and D is Hot Dog USA. I want to point out that every name in here that is not one of the three you, correct ones. You made ones, them up, did no, you? No, I found them on real Double Dutch websites. Oh, wow. So that means that even hot though... Hot Dog USA? Is, ...is either the name of Corbin Blue's team or it's the name of a real-life Double Dutch team. <laughs> I know. I just have so much to say. 
Wow. Um, oh, I lost my whole train of thought. I'm so. You want de- me to give you the options I'm again? I'm so derailed right now. Um, I think it was hot chili steppers. It was hot chili steppers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. But they they missed the red. They didn't they put did. The red and I, in there. I'll, I'll tell you what. I originally wrote mm-hmm. red hot chili steppers, but I had to go back and check. Yeah. And it is just hot chili steppers. Interesting. Yeah. All right. The next question I have is okay. So this was a very big movie for Disney, Disney Channel. It was. That's not, that's not the question. I can see your okay. face that you're questioning this. I'm, af- I'm afraid you're going to ask me like how much it costs, and I have no no well, frame not, of reference not exactly, for but, anything like that. Um, it was, but it was a very big movie. It was it was in 2007, so it was like after kind of some of the bigger ones. So between these four movies, which do you think had the largest viewing numbers on the premiere night specifically? Okay. Okay. Yep. So the first is Jump In. Obviously. Mm-hmm, obviously. The second is High School Musical, the first one. Yeah. C is Cadet Kelly. Oh. And D is Cheetah Girls 2. Oh my gosh. Am I am I ranking them? Um, I do I have just... all I do have all the numbers, so you could rank them if you want. Wow. So my my sense is that while I want to say that High School Musical was up there i i remember the hype for high school musical 2 was like notable, like remarkable and so i think that high school musical 1 had to like build and cadet kelly was earlier on so i'm not inclined i'm inclined to put that one at, at the bottom okay at the very bottom of these four of these four yeah yeah um so that your other two are jumping and Cheetah Girls too. I think so. I think my from four, three, two, one. I think my guess would be Cadet Kelly, High School Musical, Jump in Cheetah Girls too. Wow, you got none of those correct. Perfect. The the I the, love being wrong publicly. Yeah. The most um, viewing numbers was Jump in. I mean, the, I, I figured prob- that was a, a strong possibility. Yeah. Had the the most, I think, I have to, I'd have to check. No, it's not. Never mind. But had, at the time, was the highest viewed television movie of all time. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Now, I don't think that accounts for, like, that's that's TV movie. Yeah. That's not like, I assume the moon landing probably had more I mean, people than that. Th- probably that a was few. a movie. That was fake. <sighs> that wasn't real. We're not supposed to talk about that. It was a green screen. Green uh, screen. But Jump In had 8.2 million viewers approximately on its on its premiere viewing. The wow. next is Cheetah Girls 2. Okay, so I just swapped So them. you swapped those swapped two. Them. That was 8.1 million. Okay. And then Cadet, Cadet Kelly, Kelly mm-hmm. with 7.8 million. And then High School Musical was 7.7 million. That's a pretty fine line. Poor High School Musical. But only- just wait for your meteoric rise <laughs> And then the last traditional question I have. Okay. Because we have a whole nother thing after that. But the last traditional question I have for you is I have four um, plot points of the movie. Okay. One of them is fake. Oh, boy. Why don't you tell me which one is fake? Okay. Ready? So Did you make up the fake one? I made it up. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, You're going to be really good at this, and I'm, I'm afraid. So the first one is... Um, and you've... You've kind of talked about a couple of these. Okay. Or at least one of these. So okay. I'll kind of get... Um, so Izzy is competing for, as a boxer, the Golden Gloves. Okay, that is... I remember that. You do know that? Okay. Yeah. You, you're confident about that? I'm confident. Okay. 
B is, at one point in the movie, Izzy and Mary, Corbin Blue and, and Kiki Palmer, have an argument over what color their uniforms will be. At one point, Izzy says, I'm not wearing baby blue. It's for babies. That's why it's in the name. Uh, C is, at one point in the movie, Izzy and his father have a heart-to-heart about how since Izzy's mother has died, the only thing they can bond over is boxing. Okay. And D is, the whole story is actually being told by the character who was a bully at the beginning of the movie. So I feel like this is one of those situations where when you play two truths and a lie, yeah. you're like, one of the, the lie is I broke my arm three times and the correct thing is I broke my arm four times. Right. That's what I So what you think I the lie, like. there's like a kernel of truth mm-hmm. in it. Okay. I do. I think... I think that one and four, four feels real, but I can't four, place the bully. Four I, being, oh, the, that the bully is the yes. one telling the story. I, okay. That feels true to me. Okay. And also the baby blue feels true to me as well. I know that there was a heart to heart with the dad and about boxing, but I okay. don't know if it was that the mom has died. Okay. So that's my guess. Is that the your heart guess to is heart? that the heart to heart? Mm-hmm. The answer, the one that is the fake one, is the baby blue. No, yes. I feel like I can like picture him saying. I know that. it took me a while to like come up with exactly the right level of like yeah. not great writing, yeah. but not terrible yeah. writing. But yes, um, obviously you. But they you have knew. an argument about the color of their uniforms, right? Not that I'm aware of. Okay, if All I right. if I pull that out of like some subconscious memory, yeah. then I'll apologize publicly. And you'll owe me a hair on Palmer. Exactly. Uh, but until that's proven, you buy your own. But yeah, I mean, you you knew that the Golden Gloves were what Izzy is sort yes. of competing for the whole time. Yes. And yes, Izzy and his father, they have kind of a heart-to-heart kind of an argument about how his, yeah. since their mother has died, the boxing is the only thing. Their mother? They share, so, they sorry. share, they share a mother. Since, yeah, you know what I mean. I know what you mean. It was just and yes, at the very end, it's revealed that, or not revealed, but there's like a, yeah. a moment where at the okay. comp- last competition, mm-hmm. they're like, and the winner is, and then it cuts to. Yes. Yeah, so you remember that now. This is coming back to me. Yeah. So I went and I searched for news articles about Jump in the Movie, mm-hmm. and uh, this is a segment called Real Article or Fake Article. Oh, yes. That this is either a real article that I found okay. written um, September 29th, 2019, or this is an article that I wrote. So this is the article is called Another Disney Channel Original Movie Coming to Broadway. And again, written September 29th, 2019. This is, I'm going to, I've I've cut out a couple of pieces of it. Um, okay. Because uh, just they're not relevant, but... This segment is going to be really embarrassing for me if I'm bad at it, because... All right, here we go. Disney Channel fans may be jumping out of their seats next year, and then it's a full stop, and then it says, Right to Broadway! Exclamation point. (laughs) Jump in the musical (laughs) is currently being workshopped as a stage musical with a book by Tony-nominated writer David Lindsay Abair. The musical will feature songs from the movie, and then it lists the songs, which uh, I cut out, as well as originals co-written by Corbin Blue and Brian Kennedy. Corbin Blue will play Kenneth, 
Blue's character's original father in the film. No stranger to Broadway, Blue was a part of the Broadway company of In the Heights in 2010 and the 2012 Broadway revival of Godspell. In 2016, Blue played 10 Hanover in the Broadway company of Holiday Inn, the new Irving Berlin musical. And in 2019, he returned to play Bill Calhoun uh, in the Broadway company of Kiss Me Kate. I remember seeing the movie on Disney Channel, says Aaliyah Williams, who will play Mary in the adaptation. It's been a lot of work. I've double dutched before, but you've got to add in choreography and singing. It's unlike anything I've been a part of. It's been so surreal to have Corbin here. It's pretty intimidating, to be honest, commented Xavier Bennett, who will portray Izzy in the musical. He's like a big star, and it was him in the movie, so that's a lot you gotta live up to. Jump in the musical will conduct previews at the Fifth Avenue Theater in Seattle, Washington next summer. Tickets at, and then it lists all the tickets and stuff. So, do you think this is a real article, a real thing that's happening, or is this something that I made up? I do not think. First of all, let me ask would you want this to happen (laughs) if it's not real? Um, or are you excited for it? It feels unnecessary. Okay. It feels... I I don't think it's real. I think... I cannot stand behind this and believe that it is real. Okay. I think that... I'm impressed with the, the details of it. And that's the mm-hmm. only thing that's giving me any pause. Like the, the quotes and like oh, the, the specific... Okay. Like if you wrote this, like you like dug... And, and, you know, to find the things that Corbin has done and all that stuff, unless you just made it up, which is also fine because I'm not familiar I enough will, with... I will say, just to give you some, some clues, all of that in, because I looked it up separately, all of that, which is, you know, Blue has been mm-hmm. Godspell and In the Heights, that's all true. Mm-hmm. That's all accurate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just cannot... Wait to be king. I cannot fathom that that level of like hype and just assumption of cultural knowledge of it would mm-hmm. be talked about in 2019. I get that it was the biggest opening at the time. I get that plenty of people are familiar with it, but I cannot imagine that it would just be that naturally like, you know, jump in. Like, right. It, it sounds it sounds like a thing based on this article that, Corbin Blue has has been kind of like spearheading like okay. he he's like a big he he's he's I mean obviously by this article right he's like a big theater person has been very successful on Broadway and so now yeah. I think trying to transition to creating theater rather than just acting in it and I get that but also I mean again this movie came out 12 years ago that's true my my guess is that Beetlejuice came out in 80 uh-huh nine, 90 it's something it's also beetlejuice <laughs> there's a difference between beetlejuice and jump in only a couple i don't see only any. like one i thought they're the same movie right i thought one was a remake of the other <laughs> beetlejuice was a remake of jump in that's correct okay my, my guess is that it is not real but i i also feel like you're gonna <laughs> are you ready <laughs> tell me it's not this is not a real article <laughs> I liked your, uh, I liked how you said, 
I also separately looked these up to make sure that they were. I did. They were correct. The way I mean, the way you said it was like, yeah. I read the article and then I confirmed that they were right. real. Yeah, I'm. I'm grateful, and I'm impressed with your journalistic uh, voice there. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, New there, career for you. There was one that should have been uh, for you specifically. There should have been a giveaway in there. Do you know what that? I gave, I, gave, I threw in a little Easter egg for you. Um, maybe maybe I just have too much musical theater knowledge. Probably. Okay, so it says I said that uh, there's a book written by Tony nominated writer David Lindsay Bear, uh-huh. who wrote the book for a little musical called Shrek, the musical. Uh, do you so want to explain your... that for anybody who's listening? That so there's a we have uh, in our lives uh, constants, right? Mm-hmm. Things mm-hmm. that happen every single day or, or constantly to us. Mm-hmm. And Shrek is one of those things in our lives. Mm-hmm. I think, I would say just about every day. Just about. Something related to Shrek comes up. Mm-hmm. So And it's Andrew's fault. I don't believe that's true. I believe it's, but... I believe it wholeheartedly. It started for, it was not a thing in my life until changing Andrew and Danielle's Wi-Fi password from get out of, get my, out swamp. of my swamp 2015 mm-hmm. yeah i was there the day that they changed the password and i think that what happened in that moment was that we angered the spirit of shrek right and so he has decided to to pursue haunt and haunt us. our lives yeah mm-hmm. with i mean it, every conceivable way that you could possibly imagine so anyway. so there's your there's your daily okay. shrek i feel really relieved that 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 that's not a thing. But that's not think. true. I yeah. the more that I was writing the article, the more excited I got about the idea of yeah. a jump in musical. I mean, wow. Uh, all right, that's about all the questions that I have. All the all the games here. Perfect. We kind of talked about most of the the plot. I the think the plot points. Um, okay. <laughs> so maybe it's time to watch the movie. <laughs> so yeah, I just have I have a couple of quick little notes. Okay. Um, that first of all. David, I don't know how to pronounce this name because it's R E I V E R S. Was it Rivers? Is it Reavers? I don't know. I don't know. But he is, um, he plays Corbin Blue's dad in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also Corbin Blue's dad in real life. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's a good, that's a good little, little right? bonding experience. He also for them. played Corbin Blue's dad in the High School Musical trilogy. Wow. Yeah. That feels like like nepotism. Isn't that? Oh, you don't. You're not a fan, a fan of that. I I kind of like it. I no, like I, that no, I like it. I'm just kind of poking yeah. fun at it because you know they probably had Corbin on lock and he was like, okay, but I'm not. I'm not coming if my dad doesn't come. My I need my dad here with me. We're a package deal, man. Package deal. Second second piece of of trivia I have is Kiki Palmer and Corbin Blue trained in Los Angeles for Double Dutch, where they trained for six hours a day. It was nothing compared to her spelling bee days, but whatever. That's fair. Uh, and also, Kiki Palmer's first on-screen kiss. Kiss. Ah. Uh, no, no confirmation on whether it's her first uh, actual kiss? actual kiss. IRL. Love in real love. In real <gasps> love. Whoa, they were in love. I shipped them. I still do. <laughs> They're four years age difference. Yeah, when you're in your twenties, who cares? Yeah, that's fair. All right, so when we come back, we'll have watched Jump In, the Disney Channel. The musical. The musical.
He's been doing that for such a long time. Yeah. It's catchy. It is. This is this is your first major problem with a movie now, right? That they used my favorite, okay, second favorite song from the soundtrack repeatedly throughout as background score. Right. And every time I thought they were playing the song, but they would just build it up and then it would just be scored. With like a muted trumpet. Yeah. I just love it. I love the sound. Yeah. Works for me. I enjoyed it, but it just did not feel cathartic until they actually sang the song, which they did twice. But until that moment, man. I think that's more than enough. All right. So what did we watch? We watched Jump In. We did. Do we just want to go through it? Yes. All right. Thank you for mocking me. I appreciate that. (laughs) That's the point, isn't it? Mocking. 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 (laughs) All right, so we started out watching Corbin Blue's stunt double. Hardcore parkour! That was all I thought during the first five minutes of this movie. Him just like jumping around in alleys. And I'm just so curious how much of it was a stunt double and how much was actually him. I bet you he can't even do a backflip. You don't think so? He's like a talented guy. I bet he can do some of that stuff. Some of it. But there was one moment in particular when they were literally trying to run away from the bad guys as quickly oh, as they yeah. And he did like a like a quadruple backflip. And it was just, it's like, first of all, you couldn't see his face at any point. So I was like, there's no way this is Corbin. Right. Second of all, totally impractical. Now, I understand you suspend judgment with any decom. Like just wholly and completely, but nevertheless, right. The stunts are fun. It's fun. We enjoy. We don't mind. So that was that was the beginning. That was the beginning. oh, and he at one point he's like jumping around. He's doing whatever. He steals an orange yeah. from a cart. That was so odd. And he it like starts to watch Kiki Palmer and the others. Yeah. Uh, double dutching. Yep. And he turns back to the like owner of yep. the cart and he's like, here you go. And he tosses that. As though tosses he's doing him a favor. Yeah. And the orange cart guy is just like smiling through the whole thing. Like, oh, Corbin Blue. It feels like a utopian Aladdin sort of situation. Kind of. Yeah. I know? was ready for like street rat. <laughs> Scoundrel. Take that. Yeah, exactly. Just a little snack, guys. I. He, it, it felt like it was just to illustrate. I have the capacity to take this from you. I, I could exhibit the sleight of hand to take it, but I'm a good guy. Right. I'm a, I'm a good guy. And non-threatening to like yeah. anyone. Yeah. Very odd moment. So we get that. He starts flirting with the girls or flirting with Kiki Palmer. Flirting with Kiki Palmer. Yeah. Um, and it's, I mean, it's the very stereotypical love, hate, sexual tension of he walks oh, yeah. away and she's like, I hate that guy. And they're like, no, you don't. Yeah. You they're pretty him. explicitly. Yeah. <laughs> Also, I would like to point out that the one girl on the team that leaves the team, as soon as I saw her, I literally wrote, I wrote in my notes, that girl's the mean one. Yeah. And then when she leaves the team, I was just like, I saw you when it happened. You were very vindicated. Like, I didn't remember what happened with her. I thought she was just the problem child. But then when she left the team, I was like, "Mm." Mm -hmm. I could see it in her eyes that she was the one 
that was going to be the source of all of their the problems. One. And those, you know, really great mean one-liners of, I'm scared. Oh my not. gosh. All of the, all of the ellipses, not moments in this movie are just. Some of the worst trash talking I've ever heard. Very bad Including trash talk. the first thing I think we hear from Rodney, the bully, the villain is, and I wrote this down. Cause oh, because Corbin Blue goes, "Hey Rodney," because he's like beating up like some little tiny person, and Ronnie turns around and he goes, "I know you're not talking to me, loser." It's like, no, you're Rodney, man. He's talking to you. What is that supposed to be intimidating? I don't understand. Ooh, good one. Yeah, that was that was a common theme. Yes. Just like bad, bad trash, trash talk. Overall, I think as far as DCOM script writing goes, it was, it's not, it's not egregious. No, I was, there were a lot of times where it would be like, all right, Corbin, or, okay, so when we got to the point where Corbin Blue was like joining them for the first time, Mm -hmm. they went to the gym, the girls did, Mm -hmm. to be like, hey, we want you on the team, and Corbin Blue was like, no, and then the other two girls talked to him separate, oh, Because the dad made chili again and Corbin Blue like runs yes. down the block yes. and just yells at a waiter outside. He hey, just goes, give me food. Large pepperoni pizza to go. And the the waiter's like, yes, Mr. Blue, anything you like. And he just like runs away. He calls him Mr. Blue. He, yes. And then the two girls are like sitting on this balcony. Yeah. It's like eating the, eating at the restaurant. Yeah. It's kind of like a fancy thing for two yeah. 15 year old girls to be doing yeah but whatever so they are they like talk him into doing it and then it cuts to kiki palmer being like no way never yep. will i let him in my team yep. but it was like a scene and a half ago that you were asking him to be on the team yeah that happened a couple times there's a lot of whiplash emotionally yeah. i think of things happening slower or like mostly quicker than they should but then there's things that happen like slower than they should right i don't know you're like wait should you feel that way should you be mad at him right now which is a weird i mean there's a lot of the like disney movie boxes that this checks Mm -hmm. i think and one of them is like boy does girl thing Boy feels insecure about doing girl yeah. thing. Boy, boy can't do both. R- yes, boy can't do both. Boy, can't, mm-hmm. Troy can't do basketball and be in the musical. No, he can't. Uh, and then at the end learns that, I don't know, what did we learn? That he can do? No, I guess just that he can do what he wants to he do. He rather. Do what he wants. I guess the point was that since his mom has died, it's he doesn't really want to do this anymore. It's just what his dad wants him to do. What I want to know is what happened to the golden gloves? Like He was I mean he was wearing that necklace thing. Yeah, but the dad gave that to him to wear to the golden gloves. Right. Then he has the the impromptu rematch with Rodney. Mm-hmm. But and then cuz what I would have remembered like a couple minutes into the movie, what I thought in my head was, "Oh, there's going to be a conflict of interest a la high school musical where the Golden Gloves and the regionals are happening uh, at the same time, so he has to choose which one he's going to go to. Well, that kind of happened earlier in the movie. True. Well, but that was more his. So his dad takes him to a boxing match, so right. he misses a, a jump rope thing. Yes. But it wasn't an actually a competition he was in. His dad just wanted to spend time with him. 
Oh, I see. Yeah, that's a little bit different. And it is a little bit different. And I feel like from a stakes perspective, he could have been like, hey, dad, I love you. I know we've been at odds with each other recently. Maybe we could hang out a different night. Right. And then I think it would have been okay. I think the idea was that there had been like at least a scene and maybe a couple scenes where the dad was like starting to get suspicious that something was going on. Yeah. And so I he think... He was trying to keep him at bay, I think. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. What other notes did you have? Um, So we talked earlier before in our, in our pre-conversation mm-hmm. about the fact that the original bully is the narrator. Yeah. And I just found um, it so interesting when... So the first time we meet Rodney, you have the narrator say something and immediately after Rodney talks. And I was like... It felt like an Aladdin with or without his turban situation. It was like, how are you not seeing or hearing rather? How can you not hear when back to back sentences are narrator and then this this guy? Like, it's not like he is years older adult version of himself. Like, it's the same actor at the same time. So you can literally hear back to back that it's him. But it's supposed to be this big mystery at the end that it's. It's me. It and, pulls the mask off and it's like, it's me. And that he talks about himself in the third person too. Yeah. Which is, I, I don't understand what the point of him telling the story is. Why does that make this a better movie? And also in Rodney's mind as a character, why is he telling this story? I would say, and we joked about this when we were watching, yeah. but I would say... He was, he was inspired by the, like, the friendship that had cropped up between him and Izzy. Like the, not the, I mean, kind of, he showed him mercy because he had the opportunity to hit him while he was down and he didn't. And he said, hey man, like, let's be friends basically. And then, and then Rodney goes to the jump rope tournament and is inspired by the Mm. art form that he sees and by Izzy's just all around awesomeness i guess right um and so he he says he's like talking to all these little children at some summer camp situation and he's like i love telling that story i think because of just it inspired to him to be a different person you know that was what i took away from it i don't think it makes it that much stronger but i mean I don't know. I think it's stronger maybe than it would have been if Izzy was telling it because then it it would not stronger but as strong. Right. It's just like different different voice representation. I just think it's a weird thing to I think it's a weird thing to have that cut but the the framing device is not the end of the story because yeah. Rodney's like you just had to be there. And then that's the last we hear of him. Yeah. And then it just goes back to like them winning the competition. Yeah, it's true. So it's, yeah, it's just an interesting. Yeah. It would be, it would, I think if I was writing this, I would not have it cut back. I would just like have Rodney look at all these little kids as they're running around. And then like, he's like smiling and, and watching them and it pans up to a picture in the gym yeah. of them like holding their the trophy. trophy. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's weird to have a framing device and then go back into the story. That's true. That's fair. Also the fact that, um, very early in the movie, Corbin blues dad is like, 
I got you an exhibition match with Rodney. And one of the other guys is like, big Rodney? He's not that much. Like, he's like, maybe got a couple inches on Corbin Blue, but not that. He's not big. It also begs the question, is there a little Rodney? Is there another Rodney? Well, that's, little Rodney is uh, big Rodney's hype man. The guy that's behind him always throughout the movie that whenever Rodney says anything, he just goes, what? Yeah. He doesn't, it doesn't appear that he boxes or does anything of substance. No. Other than put his arm around Rodney when he's taking these very, blackmail pictures. Very suggestively so. Well, it doesn't seem suggestive. It just seems like he's like there. And then Rodney, then Rodney looks at him like he's done something terrible. I, and I wonder if that, because, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of themes of like, um, masculinity and yeah. and heteronormity heteronormativity I got it out um, and so I wonder if that is supposed to showcase even more how like insecure mm. Big Rodney is yeah it's a very early representation of that if that's what they were going for yeah which is really interesting but yeah you have the you have the girl boxer that is Izzy's foil yeah. of I am the lone awesome girl boxer and I need you to be on my side and also tell your bros to not make fun of me for being a girl boxer because you're a guy double dutcher right. so we need to be <laughs> as, on each other's side as is on the in the first time that Corbin Blue double dutches and Kiki Palmer's like go ahead boxing boy and Corbin Blue goes Okay, fine, jump girl. <laughs> jump girl. That's my name. Um, don't wear it out. Yeah, it is interesting because I don't I don't know if I think of I guess boxing sort of traditionally feels like a pretty masculine sport. Sure. I don't know if double dutches necessarily are really feminine mm-hmm. thing. And I think that's one of the interesting observations i made is because when they go to the city and regional competitions and stuff there's men there like there's yeah. these grown adult men that are doing double dutch and it's and it seems like it's it seems like it's a like a local cultural thing because there's i think just in izzy and mary's community it's just girls do double dutch and boys do boxing and that is the way that that goes right like it just seems like it's local to that and so when izzy is ostracized socially at the high school for doing double dutch it seems like that is specific to that community almost in a this is a a bad comparison and a weird example but like in a footloose way where like other other places don't care if you dance but here it's you know right you're not allowed and in this community like no like double dutch is not for boys yeah and i think too izzy's reputation as like the boxer in their community oh yeah and it's a it's a legacy thing right because his i think his dad at the beginning is like the third generation to win Win the the golden Golden gloves Gloves. yeah one of my notes just says double dutch with a capital or i'm sorry an exclamation (laughs) point and i don't remember what the point of that note was i Cannot help you. That's unfortunate. I also wrote Soul Steppers because that was a team name. That was. Which was one of the fake teams that I gave you earlier. 
But there was no hot dog USA. Team. No, there was not. There was a girl eating a hot dog. There was. There or they said hot dog at some point, didn't they? Uh, yeah, because I think she. And I went hot dog USA. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. So yeah, so Corbin Blue takes his little sister to the double Dutch competition. That's oh, he was just like on board very quickly. Like he went from with with double dutch being cool yeah yeah he's watching and he i mean yeah i think he like saw the art form of it and thought it was was cool but you're right he did go from zero interest to 60 like loving it right very very quickly i (laughs) i wrote is this dot 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 violent for a decom i think during like the the boxing match with rodney and what oh i want to talk about cinematography really quick because i was very interested like are you i'm sorry are you talking about the first boxing match or the rematch uh the first one okay yeah i like had i also wrote down in my notes um like it's a montage like the cuts are so quick so that they can avoid actual boxing choreography which i just thought was so interesting and pretty i mean i don't remember thinking this as a kid watching it but pretty blatantly so especially when you compare it to the shots of the double dutch teams yeah which are pretty good yeah and i also one of the other facts that i read before was like obviously every one that is like a background or one mm-hmm. of the other teams is like a professional double dutch team right so that makes sense they didn't have to really play around with that yeah with cinematography wise yeah i thought that was interesting um there were some like creative shots that i thought were really interesting like there was mm. there's like a, a like a personal fight not like a boxing fight like the the three girls on yeah. the, the hot silly chili steppers are like in a circle and it like circles around them as they're arguing. And it was actually kind of surprisingly cool in yeah. comparison to the beginning of the film when every dramatic moment, there's immediate slow-mo like with dramatic music that just right. interrupts the flow a little. Like, I feel Rich, like they go ahead. Like, I just feel like they didn't need that as much. I don't know. It, it just, it made me laugh because well, it was very, uh, I don't know, over the top. And it says to me that whoever shot it, I don't know. I think traditionally you use, maybe not always, but often that's used as like a shortcut if you didn't get the shot that you wanted, but you need Mm, to fill out. Yeah, yeah. Especially with all of the, there's so much um, music in this Mm -hmm. and not like backing tracks like we were talking about before, but just like normal music that's played. Different songs. Yeah, yeah. different songs. Mm Mm-hmm. It's, it's a, I mean, the soundtrack is good, like right, but it's it's weird for me to see so much or to hear so much just music playing yeah. under a scene like that. I think that's not something that's done in movies now as much. Yeah, but I could be wrong. I think that I think a lot of like period pieces will use. I mean, obviously, we'll use specific music from the time period, but in a movie with original music, that's I think it's rare. Right, and this movie feels like it's in two thousand seven. Oh, yeah. The costumes are very 2007. Very, very 2007. Did you... I saw you You made a note of when we first see Corbin Blue uh, right before he goes to do his boxing match. And I assume it's the note that I have, which is just says, very gold. 
<laughs> I don't think I wrote that down. Oh, okay. Yes. Very, yeah, there's a, he wears a lot of, there's a lot of gold. A in lot this of movie. gold. And then you have the, um, the, the hot chili steppers wear a yellow with silver over it. Um, yes, except for at the beginning of it, the first two parts, they wear the t-shirts. Yeah. They wear the red t-shirts with like the flame. Yeah, it's never a unified aesthetically. Right. It feels different. like the rest of the teams, like at least the Dutch dragons, they wear the same thing. Yes. For the beginning and the end of it. So yeah. I don't totally get that. Also, I don't know. I don't know what rules are. But I feel like if you're the the joy jumpers when you're in regionals, do you have to still be joy jumpers? And, I don't know. Or what, whatever the competition was. That's a good point, actually. I wonder if it goes down to comes down to the individuals on the team. Right. Maybe. But, I mean, even with that, you had one person leave. Another That's person true. replaced. So, like, wait. <laughs> Here's what I want to do. This is what I think we can make happen is. Okay. We pay a double Dutch team that mm-hmm. has won and is about to go to regionals. Yep. To fire all of their members. Okay. And then we join. Okay. And we get maybe two other people that are not good double Dutchers. Yep. We are not good double Dutchers, by the way. The two no, of us. No. Yeah. Uh, I've never. I don't think I have ever either. Um, mm. And then we change the name. Can we do that? We're a different name, different team. Mm-hmm. But what is the... To, to what end? I, just <laughs> to prove the the uh, the nonsense of these rules and the... I don't know. Because <laughs> I want to start things. Mm. I want to I cause uproar. Okay. Yeah. The, the Again, the one thing about this movie is just kind of... It doesn't follow its own rules a lot. Yeah. Uh, to the point where, okay, there are two scenes in the beginning back to back where Corbin Blue, like, is out on their balcony and he yells up to Kiki Palmer, who is wearing headphones and, like, dancing and listening to music. Yeah. And he, like, yells something out or whatever. And she can very clearly hear him and responds mm-hmm. to him. But he can't hear wearing headphones. Uh, yeah. In the very next scene. <laughs> That's a good point. But I think, you know, it's all for love, right? She had to hear him so that she could come out and they could... Are you saying the reason that she could hear him was because of the power of love? Not in a real empirical sense, but in a in a narrative sense. Yes. Ah. Also, when that scene started, I don't know if that was the scene that was always playing when I turned this movie on when it was like in regular circulation on Disney Channel. But when it came on, I like vividly remembered that moment like she's like dancing and like, mm, like interesting flipping her hair and she's humming a certain song and i just feel like i've seen it more times than i've seen the rest of the movie which is a weird little nostalgia tidbit for amanda it is the i mean it's it's the almost the very beginning of the movie true but like 10 minutes in so it's not like the very beginning so i think i mean to be fair i think it's you know, if you like tune into the, if you were running late and tune into the movie, like that's probably a moment that you do. But it was weird. That's true. For me. I noticed the dad was goofier than I remembered. And maybe it was because Mm. the conversation we had about the dad earlier today was about their conflict and about boxing be the only thing they shared. But the first shot we saw of him making really bad chili and being like, it's time for dinner. I was like, oh my gosh, he's a goofy dad. Like I pictured him being stoic, distant dad. 
but he yeah, he wasn't. does kind of. Uh, but I think you still get the idea of he is sort of over his head and mm-hmm. doesn't. Oh yeah, know exactly how to. Com- well, because he can't do his daughter's hair. Yeah, that was so yeah. sweet and sad. He also, I, I just the little things like set dressing where he's like making chili and it's obviously done and ready to eat. Yeah. But there are still peppers and garlic and yeah. onions like on the cutting board, like half cut up. Yeah. He, he just had, he'd bought more. He just really he, wanted. He had way too much. Yeah. He was doing his best. Yeah. Just doing his best, buddy. I also think I kind of expected the, the death of the mom to be a lot more subtextual until we got to like the fight. But it's pretty out there right in they the open. They say it a lot of They times. say it a lot. They use the phrase since your mom died like over and over and over. They'd like want. Yeah. They, they make it very clear over and over again. It's like half of the dad's lines I feel like. are like, yeah. your mother had dinner at seven. Dinner is at seven. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I, I enjoyed him though. I did as an too. Actor. I did too. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I, I don't know. I feel like they could have handled grief more like more in depth i felt like yeah. it was more that was just like a it was more a part of life that like touched on other things but it what like we didn't really talk about how izzy felt about like how I- izzy was grieving mm-hmm. how the dad like it was just kind of like this is a part of life and and that's i mean that's how grief works at a right. certain point but it was there was no like not no but not a lot of exploration of the emotion of of that yeah i think they could have. i i'm very curious on to like how what happened and how long ago did right. this happen yeah they didn't even touch on that right because they're they're at the point where they're talking pretty openly about it and not i mean mm-hmm. obviously everyone handles grief in different ways sure. but no one seemed like especially sad or not mm-hmm. like trying to tiptoe around it because it's too sensitive but we're still it's still a pretty heavy thing mm-hmm. that we're talking about a lot. You get the sense that it happened a while ago. Oh, really? I kind of thought that it was... Pretty recent? Yeah. Not maybe... I would say maybe six months or so really? at the most. Okay. But... I don't, I, I, you don't know because they don't... They right. kind of not gloss over it, but... That's not the point. as deep as they could. Right. Yeah. So, okay. One of... When, when, um, when Izzy... Isidore... As we learn. <laughs> Isador. Isadore. When Isador joins the team, right? His mm-hmm. um, his stipulation mm-hmm. is that we have to practice in the gym in the morning before school. Yeah. Right? But then we get a montage and like half of the shots are them in the park. Yeah. Double dutching. And I don't... Again, it's just another one of those yeah. things where it's like follow your own rules movie. Yes. I also don't understand why them practicing in the gym makes it any more hidden or secretive. Apparently it doesn't because Rodney just walks right in. Takes hearing, his pictures. Hearing the music and thinking, that's weird. There's music on. I better go check it out because yep. I'm big Rodney. I don't. Come on, little Rodney. Come on, little. Yeah. Can we talk about that? So he was running. He ran in there yep. and saw what was going on. He thought, hmm, I have a plan. He left, found Lil Rodney, <laughs> found a camera, came back, and they're still at practice. Apparently. Like, how long? And it was the afternoon, too. Yes. Uh, Was it? I guess I assumed it was the morning because 
those are the rules but it was pretty light outside though that's true and they they don't they definitely as we've discussed don't follow their own rules yeah so hmm which leads then rodney who has his own uh backstory that corbin blue just calls out in the middle of the boxing match which i don't think is meant to be like a dig at him necessarily but it feels like it felt so mean for him just to be like boxing's not gonna make your dad not poor or something that's basically what he said that was yeah it's not much more eloquent than that no it's somewhere between the volume he says it somewhere between the volume of everyone can hear and i'm saying this just to you because they're boxing so it's not like he whispers it to him so he says it at a normal volume and, and the, the crowd seems to react. Kind of. They're not like, ooh. Well, they, but they, they kind, kind of are. were. But he's also, they're still boxing too. So there, there's that element of it. Right. But it feels like the words that he's, the, the sentiment of the words that he's saying are that, are meant to be kind of like, like extending a hand, right? Yeah. Of like, hey man, like I know what's going on. I know you're not okay. But the actual words and the tone and everything is very kind of not at all and not helpful and it rem- it reminds it, it feels like a callback to at the beginning when he is boxing at a practice and gets he's like getting show offy and then he gets like hit in in the ear because he wasn't like protecting himself right so it feels like that same level of like hubris i guess and then yeah. It, but it's so it, it. I think what's interesting about Izzy is that we're just supposed to like him the whole time, and his evolution is more about owning what he likes. But as a person, as a like growing in character, he doesn't really because he extends a hand to like give Rodney clothes at the beginning of the movie, and his relationship with his dad stays pretty stagnant. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't change a whole lot. No, he he. Yeah, I guess the biggest thing, again, this being a boy likes girl thing movie, his biggest conflict is like, when will people find out that I like girl thing? Yeah. And how do I deal with repercussions of that? Yeah. In this case being Big Rodney putting pink pieces of paper (laughs) with black and white copies of the photo on it saying Izzy... And Sugar it, and spice, everything nice. Right. Yeah. Which, like, again, good one, I guess. I don't know. Everyone... Everyone thinks it's hilarious. Everyone did. And yeah. I just don't... I don't get it. Nor do I. I wanted to point out that in the Wikipedia um, article... I don't have it up right now, but it points out that... The, 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 the Wikipedia. Sure. It points out that <laughs> the reason that... Izzy is good at double dutch or that he can pick it up quickly is because he jumps rope as part of boxing. Yes. Which I don't know if they ever really make that statement or if no. someone on the Wikipedia just decided that that's their reasoning I for think it. So I think I think whoever's writing that assumed that they do kind of juxtapose like scenes of him doing double dutch with him at the gym practicing doing jump right. rope but it's a very different kind of jump yeah rope exactly too. 
It's not. Like, oh yeah, I can jump normal rope, but I don't think I can double jump. No. Double dutch. Du- double jump. Double jump. Double dutch. Du- oh yeah, I can't double jump double either. Jump, du- double that's, jump. Du- that's reserved for Mario and Luigi. Ju- double jump dutch. Double jump dutch. That's harder to say than I thought it was going to be. I tried really hard for that. I'm sorry. Because they're double dutchers, as we learned is the proper Apparently, term. We weren't sure, but now we are. I like the line when they this, when they went out and um, they went out to watch the people in the park when Corbin Blue was like, sometimes yeah. you just got to have fun. I like the Kiki Palmer was like, I thought I knew every team out there. It's like, what? How many people are double dutching that you think you know everyone that's double dutching? Yeah. What world is this? And then they go and it's like 10 year olds. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it's cute. I mean, that is cute. Like that is a very decom trope you know to be like returned to childhood or to like to be returned to a pure season of life and then they like are inspired by their choreography to create this right this new routine that is more fun yeah but mary doesn't have a a foil in that right if her thing is like that she takes things too seriously who is on the other side of that to like balance that? I guess Corbin's character, but kind not really. Of. A little bit. It's just kind of. It's a. There's a lot of good stuff in this mm-hmm. movie, but it doesn't feel fully fleshed out. That's true. Which is I mean, weird because it doesn't move slow. Like it. It doesn't no. feel empty at any point. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. I like the boxing the other guy in the boxing um matches so like ref yeah i didn't catch his name i didn't either he he like pops his head in at the most random times like when he's when izzy and rodney have a rematch and he's like extending a hand and being kind (laughs) he like pops his head in and is he's smiling he likes pops his head in the door and he's watching izzy be like be the bigger man. But and then okay, he, go ahead. He he smiles and he's like, oh my God. Like you, you can read it in his eyes. He's like, good job, Izzy. Because I think the sense is that he was going to step in if needed to this fight. Right. He po- pops his head in, sees what's going on, and then smiles before like the most important moment of their dialogue when Izzy's like, I'm not going to fight you anymore. Like oh, he just right. sees what he needs to see and then he leaves and you're like, you're not going to, you know say good job izzy or see the follow-through or even i mean it would have been okay for him to walk in and comfort rodney after that right or how about my thought was oh no man whatever his name is is just gonna come in and kick everyone out because none of them should be in the gym at this point fair point because it felt like it was pretty late at night i it was just a weird moment yeah it was odd so yeah, we get rematch. We get we get the yeah we get the rematch where Corbin Blue is just doing triple backflips yeah. over big old Rodney. <laughs> big old big old Rodney, Rodney. big Rodney, big old Rodney. Um, which are which are nuts. Yeah, I, highly unnecessary. Whoever that is is impressive, whether it's yeah. Corbin Blue or not. The world may never know. Which also they are. We pointed this out as we were watching. Not wearing mouth guards. In that one scene. In that one scene. But then I think it's a continuity thing because then someone p- pointed out that there was there's like one shot where Rodney has Rodney one is. Yeah. 
And they are in the the first fight that they have. Mm-hmm. And during practice, too. Right. Teeth are important, kids. Wear your mouth guard when you're boxing. Teeth are important. I also like we get a line from Corbin Blue when... Oh, because the girl boxer... Does she have a name? I mean, I know she has a name. She has a name. I don't know what her name is. The girl boxer is like... Uh, oh, finds out that Corbin Blue is yeah. double dutching and it says, hey, lay off and I won't tell your secret. <laughs> and so later they have a scene where Corbin Blue is defending her. Yeah. And very explicitly states the moral of the yeah. movie, which is girls can be boxers and boys can do. Well, I wrote the quote down, but I don't. Oh, just like guys can do other stuff too. other stuff. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's exactly the line. Other stuff. I like to bake. Someday I want to make the perfect creme brulee. Get ready for Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off episode. Because it's exactly the same movie. But with food. But with food and baseball. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm, I'm pumped for it. I know. As, I was, as we were watching it, I was like, oh, there's a lot of the same themes. Yeah. Because Eddie, that's, I mean, we've talked, but that's one of the movies that I really connect with yes um i would say i feel similarly about go figure yeah also very similar from a gender norms and right you can do both things angle i think it's a pretty common well yes. i mean yeah the disney powers that be determined that these are the core issues that our generation deals with and so we must make many movies about this right uh and then we get to the finals the the mm-hmm. the regionals right sure and we get a lot of teams competing and we get to the the freestyle mm-hmm. matches mm-hmm. and <laughs> the freestyle matches insane that team hot chili steppers has yep. yep because they do their normal routine okay here's my first first issue or first question i guess yes it's because we get two songs out yep. of them. I don't understand. So is there a time limit, first of all? Yeah. And second of all, the two songs are the Kiki Palmer song yep. and the Corbin Blue song. Yep. So canonically, are they listening to themselves? Mm. Is it Izzy and Mary singing these songs? Mm. Do Corbin Blue and Kiki Palmer exist in these world do they also have a singing career on the side right. can they do all three things Ooh, why was the mm. movie about that i don't know so that threw me off one thing we didn't talk about since we just covered the can you do both things is when kiki palmer said that uh, mary said that her mom told her she looked like a horse while doing ballet oh, yeah and i feel like there's a couple of maybe counseling sessions that need to take place for mary to continue because while court uh while Izzy's dad had some strong opinions about the boxing, you know, he did he never really like screwed him up that royally in in that sort of way, but that's a uh, that stuff will mess with your head. Maybe that's why Mary's so like we got to do the thing and it's got to be perfect. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, so they get two songs. Mary's mom who we see once who gets I believe one line in the movie. Oh, two lines. Twice cuz she answers the phone when Izzy calls oh. because he has chosen time with his dad That's over right. competition. And then we see her also at the competition, the final competition, and we're sort of slightly led to wonder if 
there's any interest oh, in yeah. in Izzy's dad between between Mary's mom and Izzy's dad. Yeah. Are they going to be a thing? I don't know. I don't know. I think that might be reading a little bit into it, but well, I that's think the point of this podcast. Here's isn't it? here's here's why I'm going to say no is because in the then credits scene, mm-hmm. Izzy's dad is there double dutching. Yeah, Mary's mom is not. So you'd think if they were trying to be like, we're all one big weird, the mom and dad like each other and also the two kids. And then do. you also have the other two double Dutch girls too. Right. Maybe they're Our together. Children. Who knows? You don't know. Probably not because it's Disney. Because it was 2007. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you'd think they would be there. Mm-hmm. Okay. But so we get through the first song, which feels pretty normal as mm-hmm. far as the other double Dutch. Like we've kind of set the standard of like these are the shots that we kind of expect to see in these double dutch moments mm-hmm. they're moving around they're doing bouncing on their butts and <laughs> doing bouncing um push-ups all these things and then the music stops for the kiki palmer song they which is a jam which is the what's the name of it it's my turn now it's my turn now we will discuss later okay um we can discuss it now i guess there's not that much to discuss i just really love it and i still know every word i i i love that song still to this day you 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 were singing all of the words i knew every single word like it's one of those songs that i listen to just on repeat yeah and it's one of those that will probably never leave me because i knew it so well um yeah that song will never leave me yeah is, is that story just like how i want and anything good that ever happens in my life i just want like in the background just slowly fade up just be like but no words no words no jordan pruitt gets nothing no 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 royalties checks from me wow not for my life i can't wait till we talk about read it and weep and i get to talk about how outside looking in how perfectly that song oh my described my junior high mostly high school experience anyway Jordan, uh, jordan pruitt everyone jordan pruitt gonna gonna guess if you want to if you want to come on the podcast you're welcome <gasps> jordan jordan if you're listening i love you <laughs> probably to, not to this day she's probably not listening someone will send this to her and she will not listen to it because we'll be an hour in (laughs) (laughs) we'll be an hour in and haven't even like touched the movie we haven't talked about her song yet uh okay so we get we get the first song ends and then they just stand on the stage and the second song push it to the limit by carbon blue starts playing which they start dancing to sans jump ropes Correct. no jump ropes yeah i don't know where the jump ropes go because they're literally they, holding not even holding them right they were like behind them mm-hmm. in a in a in like a line straight across the stage mm-hmm. so they start dancing which i feel like is probably against the rules question mark it's i don't know again they've they've set up this expectation the movie has of like what we should be seeing and then they totally break it but the listen the, this movie is about Breaking down expectations. That's the point of it. The host does say the teams can do just about anything to wow the judges. So I guess that includes not double dutching. They could just like start doing like trapeze art. And right. 
you know, levitating. Just like start doing like sleight of hand magic. Bob Ross <laughs> in the middle of it. Yeah, just painting. Why not? I don't know. Did you spread anything to wow the judges? Uh, and so they then they slowly start to like double dutch again. Mm-hmm. And at one point, Corbin Blue gets a single jump rope and does like flips he while does. he's jumping. Yeah. Like, this is a long routine. It's a long routine. It does not feel like the other groups get a long routine like this. You're right. Which is why I kind of thought that they would not win. Like, obviously, they did. And I knew that they, they were going to. Did. But Did you? Were you sure? Yeah, because I had read the Wikipedia summary. But it, I, it feels like one of those movies where they should not win, but they learned the mm. lesson that they're good. And that they can do both things. Right, and they can do both. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. But they win. What does this and it's teach? Happy. It is happy. It's a happy ending. That's about all the notes that I had. I didn't take as many. I thought you took more than I did, but. I just jotted down things. We've talked about pretty much everything. Other than the fact that um, I think that. I think that when Corbin has his hair back in a ponytail, he looks like a different person. It is. It is very surreal. It is very, very different. Yeah. And we go from him when he's jumping in the the ring at the beginning, and his hair like is very like large and magnificent and takes up a lot of space. Mm-hmm. And then he pulls it back, and he, it just look. He just looks very different. Yeah. I don't really have anything else to say. Pulled other back than that. and in the in the boxing mm-hmm. hat. What it, what do you call that? It like goes <laughs> over know. the ears, so it's not really a hat. It's not really a hat. I don't know. Any of our loyal listeners, if you can tell us what the uh, <laughs> what the boxing hat is called, you will win some and you're watching merch. Oh, what? What? Like what? I can't tell you what it is yet. Oh, it's a secret. Yeah. It's a post-it note that we write and you're watching on. It's a it's a koozie that I'm going to write in, um, in silver Sharpie. A koozie. <laughs> uh, if you could change anything about this movie, what would you change? What would I change? Um, you know what I'm going to say, right? What are you going to say? You say, oh, you're going to just get rid of my favorite parts of the movie, which is the muted trumpet. <laughs> no, I I really enjoyed this movie soundtrack. Um, I feel I, like I would just up the writing yeah. a little bit. Just like tighten some scenes up narrative structure though i think the script on the whole is not like i think the style of the script is not is it superior to a lot of other yeah i don't think it needs a narrator correct i don't think anything's lost i completely agree because he only shows up to sort of introduce characters Mm -hmm. and at that one point where Izzy like drops off the clothes at Rodney's house and he's he's like, Rodney never suspected that it would be Izzy. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's a lot, I mean, which makes sense, but I think it's a lot more narrator, narrator heavy at the beginning. Right. And then it's a lot less. And I think that it could have been restructured. I think they could have communicated other ways. I think DCOMs are skilled at finding other ways to communicate that kind of plot mm-hmm. heavy information. Look, it's Rodney, the bully. Like, I think I think having Very somebody else say that, you know, I that you didn't necessarily need that narrator character. Um, and other than the suspense at the end of whether they won 
at regionals yeah. or not, not a whole lot, if anything, is lost with that. And yes, you see his transformation and kind of redemption leading the little kiddos at the summer camp, but I don't But I it's don't not know a that Rodney movie. Correct. Like, I don't understand why we see Rodney's redemption, but we don't really... I guess I want to see more of what happens to Mary and Izzy mm-hmm. and the dad. Like, does Izzy pursue double dutching? Does he do boxing? Does he do end up doing neither? I still am confused about where the Golden Gloves went. That's probably yeah. that's probably my what I would change. I just need closure. Like, did he just choose not to go do that competition? So that would have been really interesting. Ooh. We don't know what happened with it. So if he didn't go, did Rodney get to go? Yeah. And if Rodney went and you know because we i mean even just that detail being mentioned so again, i think uh, my end of the movie would have rodney coaching the kids and then it would pan up and it would be on one side newspaper article mm-hmm. or whatever trophy of the double dutch team mm-hmm. winning and then the other side is rodney wins golden gloves i, I don't know and izzy is like with him yeah. with his arm around him Ooh, or something like yeah. that yeah that would be good that'd be good just like, I mean, just small things to tighten it up, yeah. you know, not even like major. I'd like to see changes. more of the car, uh, fruit stand man <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> I feel like we got a lot of him at the beginning and then kind of not, not a we lot. We did not get a lot of him at the beginning. We got uh, a good smile from him at the beginning. Marie, the baguettes, hurry up. Here you go. Toss. So... Good. <laughs> Anything to plug, Amanda? Uh, any social medias? Uh, any like projects like that you're subscribe. doing? Oh, you can find me on Instagram at Amanda White Writes. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, you could find me on Twitter, though I don't know you would want to. Um, white underscore as underscore snow underscore underscore but you don't have to do that. How the, your username <laughs> ends with two underscores? It really does. I don't, again, I don't know that you would want to find me on Twitter, but y- you can if you want. Um, but I would rather than you, than you do either of those two things. I would rather you um, subscribe to this podcast. To this podcast. Give us a like. Give us a rating. A subscribe. Subscribe. I'm Amanda. And I'm Andrew. My house, my trash. trash.